What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. I am your host, Dan Casper. Appreciate you tuning in uh, to this episode of the podcast, and uh, we're going to be kind of adjusting, changing some some things up on on the podcast. Going to be going to be adding some contributors, more contributors. That way, you know, you're not hearing me talk all the time here. So. You know, we're, we're going to announce some uh, some names and, and such as, as we get to them. But uh, on this episode, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. But because I love our conversations, I feel like every time we talk, you know, we get a little deeper, we get a little longer and, and that sort of thing. But it, and he, and he's a perfect fit uh, to the Man Cave Podcast family. And I'm talking about Joe Grabowski, owner of Cabin Coffee in Altoona, but former Wisconsin Badger offensive lineman. Uh, so he played Division One football and such. And if you listened to previous, you know, episodes and you've heard Joe talk, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, the guy is, is – he tells some awesome stories. He's got a great uh, look on life and, and some great quotes and such. So we're going to make him a featured contributor every week, and we're going to have some more contributors – uh, coming up on the podcast too so we got a conversation with joe coming up but another new thing that i'm going to try to do it on every episode and and going back to the contributor thing here too we know one of them too brandon's going to be on here brandon berg's going to be you know still doing the regular stuff and you know we'll still still do the top fives right and and we'll still have some other fun interviews and, and such like that but i just wanted to get some new other voices in here so you know it's not just me talking to an empty room all the time so but another thing I want to do before we, we get to those is kind of lead off every episode of the podcast with uh, with one topic or, or or whatever you want to call it. But I'm going to, you know, it's it, the segment's going to be called First Things First. And so for the first First Things First, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bucks superstar. He's making the news again with some comments he made to 48 Minutes Podcasts. Um, about maybe potentially his his future uh, with uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks team. Now, if you remember, was it about a month or, or a few weeks ago and such, uh, New York Times, he kind of said, you know, if Milwaukee is, you know, not in it to, to win it, not committed to, to winning like, like I am, you know, I, I'll be playing somewhere else. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but... Um, now he was on the the 48 minutes uh podcast and and kind of talking again about his his future and and such and here's the the quote that kind of riled uh i don't know if riled is the right word but got everybody talking as long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for the common goal i can see myself being a milwaukee buck for the rest of my career but the moment I feel people are not as committed as I am to get that golden thing, the NBA title, in the, ba- in the back, I'm not. I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win. I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien trophy, I have to take that better situation. Now, part of the quote that you're seeing as the headline is that second part where he said, you know, if there's a better situation for me to win, I have to take that better situation. Now, you know, people are running with that one, and then you go back to the New York Times article that uh, he did a few weeks ago, 
you know, talking about not signing a contract extension, you know, wanting to see, you know, the commitment to win and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And I think some people are, are kind of forgetting the first part uh, of this quote, too, where he says, as long as we play and approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for the common goal, I could see myself being a Milwaukee Buck. People kind of forget about that, especially some of, you know, media people or other people that maybe want Giannis in a bigger market. I, I don't know. It's always funny to me that we, you know, in football and the NFL, we marvel at the superstars that are maybe in the smaller markets, you know, Rodgers for the longest time in the Packers, Josh Allen in Buffalo, or, or superstars going there. NBA is completely different. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Giannis fan. I'm not concerned with his comments. And I know maybe some people don't want their superstars or or don't want people, you know, saying stuff like this because then maybe it causes unnecessary drama or attention to that. I do feel like Giannis is being completely honest in this thing, but I'm not really necessarily worried about him leaving the Bucks because, as he said, as long as we play and approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for the common goal, I'm there with the Bucks. And if you look at it, the Bucks have, you know, at least the front office – They've, the last few years, really been aggressive in trying to build a winning team around Giannis. They've done that. John Horst, the general manager, has done that. Now they've only gotten one championship, but it's shown the willingness. The the organization, the front office, has shown the willingness to go out there and surround Giannis with some talent. I think this is more maybe a, a shot at... Mike Boonholzer, because you're starting to hear some stuff. You know, Serge Ibaka uh, just a while ago, you know, said there wasn't any communication with him. He didn't understand why there was no playing time. Um, and then it seemed like, you know, maybe Boonholzer was holding a grudge against him after Serge Ibaka went to the front office. Jay Crowder situation, he didn't play, like, at all in the in the postseason when the front office sent five second-round picks to, to him. So maybe it was more of like, hey, you know, it wasn't the greatest with, with the coaching with, with Boonholzer last year. Giannis was involved in the hiring process of their new coach, Adrian Griffin. So I think, you know, maybe he's just going out there and saying, doesn't matter if we got a new coach. You know, we're, and I know, you know, maybe we've got some younger bench players because of money reasons, a little bit inexperienced there. But the goal is still the goal, and that is to win a championship. And I don't fault him, I don't blame him. I do understand where some people maybe don't want the extra attention out there, saying, no, just don't say it out there because now it's you know sparking up all the talk shows and such. But, again, the Bucks continue just to be aggressive and, and put together a championship roster. Giannis is going to be there. He said it, okay? He said it. All right. That's first things first. Let's get to our chat. First, quick break, and then we'll chat with our good buddy, Joe Grabowski, after this. Hey there, smart shoppers. Get ready to experience the ultimate grocery adventure at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From fresh produce to gourmet delights, Hy-Vee is your go-to destination for quality and variety. Explore their aisles brimming with everything you need. Whether it's a family feast or a quick snack, they've got you covered. Every aisle is an adventure in good taste. And if you need a cold beverage afterwards, stop by the bar at Wahlburgers to quench that thirst. Shop smart, shop happy, shop Hy-Vee. Elevate your shopping game at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. 
Get ready to rev up your driving experience at Toys and Ford, your ultimate destination for top-notch vehicles and exceptional service. Whether you're in the market for a sleek new car, a rugged truck, or a versatile SUV, Toys and Ford has the ride that suits your style and needs. Toys and Ford's commitment to quality and customer satisfaction is unmatched. Experience the thrill of driving a Ford, backed by their dedicated team's expertise. Don't miss out on the best in automotive excellence. Visit Toys and Ford today or explore their inventory at toysandford.com well you can definitely tell it's uh football season now with uh not only the weather getting a little bit cooler but uh the anxiousness and the sometimes angry uh fans out there talking with our good buddy uh joe grabowski oh man i got a lot to talk with you about before we uh you know talk about what you what you brought in here but uh first things first i guess on the docket badgers falling to, to washington state can we just uh, make sure that, you know, I know Washington State might be looking for a new conference. I don't want them in the Big Ten, so Wisconsin <laughs> doesn't have to play them anymore or anything on there. But a lot of finger pointing, you know, yeah. now kind of going on with, with this thing. But, you know, in our conversations, too, I mean, as as you've said many times, we got to kind of look at the bigger picture here, too. Mm-hmm. First year at – or not first year at coach, but first time with the program. Yeah. A lot of new players w- within this program. And I thought you, you had made a good reference when we were talking about off the air – you know, Washington State, that was like a bowl game to them. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin walked in like it was a football game, and that was the difference. I really think it is. Um, and it's not like you're looking past um, another opponent, and people say that all the time, like, oh, they look past them. It's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about this the last time I was on here, and we mentioned we, we, we referenced the movie uh, Any Given Sunday. It's Any Given Saturday. It doesn't matter right. what you're projected or what you're ranked. The potential for you having a bad game, uh, your offense not being able to produce, having turnovers, your defense can't stop, these are all factors that go into a winner or a loss. And uh, it's any given Saturday also. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, after after a loss, you know, I hate to – I don't know if – I go back and forth on this. And I guess maybe this could be a question for you too. Are you a believer in like – moral victories or, or anything like that or or the whole like hey is this a good loss for them to kind of keep them maybe get them more focused or, mm-hmm. or anything like that was is that something that you're a believer in or or something that you guys kind of talked about during your playing days I don't think we ever looked at a loss as uh I mean I think you can learn it as use it as a learning tool mm-hmm. you can see where you are where you thought you were how far that distance is apart mm-hmm um, does it does it hinge on were we able to make the adjustments at the appropriate time as a coaching staff because what they were doing we didn't see we didn't practice so we're learning on the fly mm-hmm. which is part of the game you can watch all the film you want and watch tendencies and they come up with something that they've had in their playbook and uh, haven't really exposed anybody and you're caught you know with your pants down a little bit right um, I think what it does is it when we lost games, it I, I can guarantee you practices were a little tougher yeah. <laughs> that week. Uh, conditioning was a little tougher that week, and uh, but you learn it. You use it as a learning tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it's Big Ten football. It's the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, I can guarantee you that there's not a coach on the coaching staff that's not taking this serious. Mm-hmm. Um, the players feel it too, because if you look at the the amount of time effort. Uh, sweat 
just the workout, the grind to get to this point in the season, including summer conditioning and your your fall camp. These guys have been in it for mm-hmm. quite a few months now. Yeah, I can guarantee you that they're the passion to play this game is there mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't go your way but um i've been hearing things like we never should have let jim leonard go i'm a fan of jim leonard okay but this is game number two mm-hmm. let's not cash in the chips yet and let's right. not fold okay because come on we, we, we've been in tougher places right and we've come back and we've had great showings and uh this is part of the learning mm-hmm. and as a player and as a coach I guarantee you that they're not resting on their laurels and it's going to be ramped up and mm-hmm. they're going to do the corrections and we will hopefully see a different outcome next week. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got Georgia Southern coming up here. Then it's the big 10 portion yeah. uh, coming up and that's kind of, you know, where the, uh, the moneymakers are, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, getting to that, that portion of the schedule. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, fans can panic and sometimes they panic way to the extreme as you and I both know uh, a lot of times, but I the, I think the worst thing, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, is like if the coaches or players start to panic at right. this point, right? You don't want to over exaggerate or anything after right. after just one loss. Not to downplay it too much, but mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as you start to really, you know, panic and like, oh, okay, we got to change this. This isn't working. You, you kind of maybe start to get in the weeds yep. uh, a little bit, and you're treading water to try to stay above mm-hmm. water at that point. I agree. Uh, it's a long season, folks, mm-hmm. and it's gonna. You have peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. You ride them both because you're a player, you're a coach, and you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the nature of the game. Right. And, yeah, it's a, it's a business. But from my experiences playing uh, football, I promise you they're not. This is not a, hey, better luck next time kind of approach. Mm-hmm. It's going to be let's correct what we need to. Let's view the film. It is a learning tech. It is a learning tool. You can see real game time film how we are responding yep. and where we need to correct it. And uh, I promise you, they're having a rough week this week because mm-hmm. that's just how, that's it, goes. how it goes. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's a couple things, more things I really wanted to pick your brain about because I, I feel like this week too. And I'm going to ask you a turf question, so okay. get ready for that. Because yep. I know you're a coffee expert, you're a police <laughs> and social media and all that too. All so, right. uh, but. I think a common theme, and that's something I've been talking a lot about uh, this week, at least personally, offensive line play, because I'll use the the, the Packers as an example here. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love making his first start. Mm-hmm. The guy, w- and he had a good game, but I think one thing maybe a lot of people don't realize or maybe given credit to, he was pressured twice the whole mm-hmm. game. Twice. Huh? And I think of, I'm, I'm a believer that the reason, one of the main reasons why he had such a good game in his first game was having – off an offense, an offensive line like that, mm-hmm. veterans on there, and not to say this is a reason or why, but one of the concerns with the Jets heading into this year was, do they got a good enough offensive line? Right. Rodgers in four four snaps was pressured on two of them, the same amount that Jordan Love was pressured in. Mm-hmm. For all the changes football goes through, mm-hmm. passing attacks, bigger, faster, at least to me, it sure seems like you still want to win, Offensive line and defensive line, it's still in the trenches. One hundred percent at this point. And, and you can, you can have a mediocre running back and have an outstanding offensive line and still win games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to be a consistent quarterback and be able to um, go through your checkdowns and see who's open and find the open player because there's a lot of mental that goes into this game that general fans don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there, there's audibles at the line. It, it's such a intelligent. There's so much going on and it's happening so fast. Um, offensive line. When you're a quarterback and you're running for your life on every play, it makes it really hard to be consistent in your throws mm-hmm. and being having time to go through. So yeah, I mean, the best offensive linemen, the best offenses uh, in college and in the NFL, are the ones you don't hear about. Exactly. Yep. If you don't hear their name on the telecast, they're doing something right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, seeing him to be able to sit in the in the pocket and go through his checkdowns and find the open guy. Um, it makes life a lot easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. It really does. And you, you mentioned that too. I mean, now, you know, especially you see a lot of these, you know, if there is an injury to the offensive line, guys are getting shuffled. They instantly got to play a different position. Yeah. You know, maybe as a guard moving to center mm-hmm. or that center moving to a guard. Heck, even, you know, Green Bay's got a guy that's a center and a tackle, yep. you know, that has to switch over there to, to the blind side. Mm-hmm. I mean, not any other position do I know where you're like – Hey, that maybe a running back to a wide receiver, but not to the extreme of like different assignments right. and like that with an offensive line. And it's uh, everyone, every position is a different technique. So if you're playing center, or you're playing guard, or you're playing tackle, each one of those positions are sig- tremendously different. So I know, like on TV, it looks like oh, they're just bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. It's technique. At tackle, you're I mean, you're drop stepping. Um, you know, for a center, you you also have to snap the ball and then take a step or pass protect. Right. And guard is a mixture of both, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, each one are so tremendously different across the board, even though they look very similar or look look the same. The technique is night and day. Mm-hmm. When you actually break it down step by step, um, you want to make yourself a really good draft in the NFL, um, play multi-positions in college, mm-hmm. be able to have that flexibility and have the knowledge and be able to be competent at both, and right. uh, you really increase your your draft. And uh, but yeah, it's tough. It's right. not easy. Because is it is it kind of you know uh, you see this like maybe if it's a road team and it's a loud environment, you talk about the guards and that a lot of nonverbal communication mm-hmm. too, right? Yep. You know, guard tapping the center or something like mm-hmm. that to snap or a silent count. Yep. You know, on there. I mean, everything's got to be a well oiled machine at that point. And you know when it's not. It's yeah. very obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. But, uh, and again, it's 11 guys playing the game. If one guy doesn't do his job, the play don't go. Mm-hmm. So you, it's definitely a team. It, it's not, you, you can't pin it on one guy. I've heard so many things about uh, fumbles. Yeah, you, you have to win the turnover game. You cannot put the ball on the ground. Point blank, that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? That will That will lose you more games than anything Mm -hmm. and uh but it it comes down to you're not blaming the one guy who fumbled the ball Mm -hmm. because there's 11 of us and none of us were all perfect on that on on the place Mm -hmm. and we put ourselves in positions uh to make it more difficult for us Mm -hmm. is i don't know if it was like this when when you were playing but i don't know if you saw some of the photos too so like david bakhtiari was having some fun with the with the bears fans okay um even one play, it looked like he's flipping them off right before the snap. Uh, when um, there was the pick six, he goes on the field, takes a bow, and there was right. one where he's posing in the sideline. Right. I don't like you, you hear stories about offense line how goofy those group those guys yeah. are. Instigators, would you say that's a good word to describe offensive linemen too? One hundred percent. There, there's a lot going on in yeah. that offensive line. There's a lot of talking going on in every level. Mm-hmm. 
um, even in the bottom of the pile. It, I mean, I was just worried about breathing. <laughs> I didn't have the snappy comebacks. I was too winded <laughs> to try to come up with stuff. But uh, again, but it's that it's that gang mentality. You mess with one, you're going to get all five. And if you hit the quarterback, you're. It, it's, that was my next thing I was going to yeah, ask. You yes. know, it's like as soon as even you know if it's a late hit or even close, yes. all, linemen seem to be the first guys there. Absolutely. That is our guy. Mm-hmm. That is our. That is who we rally around. That is our field general. That is what we do, and uh, yeah, it gets heated one hundred percent. It's it. There's a very strong bond between well the whole team, but a quarterback and a running back and the offensive line because those are who we, those are our direct. Yep. That's who we're. That's what we're doing it for. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's that strong brotherhood in, in in the trenches as well as you don't hit the quarterback. Right. You know so. Yeah, cheap shot, late shot, close. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you have our attention, and it's not the attention you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to ask you. Some, but we actually had a listener wanted me to ask you this okay. question. Uh, when because a lot of debate about turf now, mm-hmm. natural grass turf. Mm-hmm. We know Green Bay has a little bit of a mixture at, at Lambeau Field, but somebody wanted me to ask you what was it like. You know, went to playing at Camp Randall, and you're kind of chuckling right now uh, with that turf in there. And if you are also a believer, you know, because a lot of, again, mm-hmm. David Bakhtiari being very vocal about stadiums mm-hmm. need to be grass, you know, full grass and, and that sort of thing. So I uh, guess just curious to get your your thoughts on it. And maybe first, what was it like playing on that turf at uh, Camp Randall back in your days? I We talk about this with my friends. Um, picture extremely strong industrial carpet over cement with uh sandpaper paint oh um that's literally and and i wish i could tell you i was exaggerating but we still to me and my friends that played we still we still joke about that um when you fall down or if you fall down it takes away some of your skin your hide um usually a pretty nice patch of it and it will go down two layers and um it hurts it's like road rash, but it's we used to call it rug burn because that's what it was. We were playing on carpet, yeah, and uh, that doesn't heal because what it does is it starts to bleed and it starts to weep, and then you, you get some nice, not to be too graphic for the fight, but yeah, it gets pussy. And then if you're wearing a shirt, well, that shirt sticks to that, and then when you have to take your shirt off, you take yeah. off that hide again, and it starts all over again. So yep. that never really heals the entire time. I mean, if you look at my knees and. I, I still have rug burn scars from when I played football. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, it, it's painful. So that's what it was like playing. You know, yeah, it's easy. It looks great. It looks great on TV. It's low maintenance. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, and, I, and, I, and I haven't been – I was on the field here, I think, in 2019, and I walked around. I'm like, man, this is spongy. <laughs> like, where was this stuff when I was playing? Because it wasn't a thing. It literally was carpet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah not forgiving cement doesn't give when you fall on it it's uh yeah so it 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 definitely impacted you as an offensive line to one stay on your feet so you're not like tearing your skin off and uh yeah so it was tough but talk about uh um on the upside you never had to worry about you know you're not having footing Mm. because you had bad grass or you were playing on less than stellar grass and wet swampy which is all part of the game i'm right. a huge fan of that too don't get me wrong but uh you never had to worry about about your footing mm-hmm. so would you are you more of a i don't know if you guys like practice on grass or i mean yeah, you're yeah. visiting you mm-hmm. know other stadiums 
would you, if you had a preference, like the natural grass sort of thing? was Because I heard, like, you know, Russell Wilson saying it's easier on his knees and ankles. And he played in Seattle for a long time where there was, you know, turf over there too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know there's a lot about, you know, I think it's obvious too, maybe catching your ankle gets caught right. up in turf a little bit more too. Are you more of the, the natural grass type of proponent? You know, you it's – I don't really have an opinion. I can tell falling – I can tell you falling on it is – on grass is a lot softer. <laughs> Um, so that was a benefit. You didn't lose hide. Yeah. Um, but then as an offensive lineman, your footing was sometimes questionable. So if you have bad footing on a grass because your cleats can't dig in and you have a job to do mm-hmm. and you're trying to physically impose your will on somebody else and move them to develop a play and you don't have footing, it's very similar to like driving in winter in Wisconsin. Mm. It's just like that. Yep. You, you have to be able to function. So I guess... If I just say I'd rather play on grass, but make sure it's a well-manicured grass. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially, uh, you know, so, some of these places in the Midwest, when you play in fall, it's hard to keep the grass green and keep it look. So it, it will look good yep. on, on, on uh, television, but it's painted. Mm-hmm. They've, they've done something to manic- to visually manicure that long, but... Well, it's a lot uh, of people say that about Chicago, yep. you know, when it gets colder and even like, yeah, but as you mentioned, rainy, yeah. it looks like a slot mess out Absolutely. there and the footing is just it, it's hard. awful. But yeah. again, and then you can say, well, that's part of the game and it is. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going through it. So if you can't figure it out, you may have to go with a longer studded cleat. You know, they have shoe options out there to find the one that works for you, either molded, have it be the seven studded metal cleats, whatever it is. You can go bigger cleats. You can go lesser cleats. I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of things that you have in your toolbox. Um, but I guess if I had to say I would – playing on grass would probably, in my opinion, like I said, it's softer. Mm-hmm. It's easier to fall on. You know, I'm not losing hide. Um, footing, that's where it comes into play. Right. Now, would I rather play on turf than a crappy field? Yeah. Yep. Because then I, we, we just eliminated a factor why I can't do my job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna that's lose some. Way. Yep. I'm gonna lose some height. It's gonna hurt, but that's part of the game. Football's yep. a violent sport. That's what I. It's a violent sport with violent outcomes, and mm-hmm. that is. It, it's all. It, that's why it's so fascinating to me. Because in the break it down in the simplest form, it's an easy game. It's a game of angles and a game about, uh, about just moving the football. It's very simple and easiest sport, or in its easiest form. But if you look at the big picture and what it takes to run a single play, it's pretty crazy when you mm-hmm. break it down into the most complex. Absolutely, so, man. Eleven guys doing the doing doing their job at the same time and doing it consistently, and that's how you win games. Mm-hmm. Joe, I know I kept you long, but uh, yeah. I always love catching up with you, buddy. So it's fun talking football. Like yeah. y- y- you can feel it in the air, like, and, mm-hmm. and I tell you, it. it, it I feel it. I'm 46, and I still feel it to this day. I still, I still love this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Not be and again because the weather's colder. Yes, I, I love colder weather. Um, I love fall, but it's football, and there's stuff to talk about. And uh, you know, it's just, it's a special time of year for me because it just brings back the memories, mm-hmm. like just thick. You can have to brush them away from your face sometime because you just remember certain aspects or you'll catch a whiff of someone burning leaves and it goes right back to it. Like there's so much, yep. you know, memories involved with this time of the year. It's funny that you just mentioned the burning of the leaves. I just thought of that the other day because somebody was doing it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 
Or even like the you know, the grill in a little bit of a colder weather. Yes. The tailgate and stuff Absolutely. like that. Yeah. Like there is a it, – it, it's it, – it should have its own seat. I mean literally like – we went for a walk, me and my wife, and I'm walking around, and she's like, "What do you?" Like, I'm, I'm going, I'm lost in my head, and she's like, "What do you?" I'm like, you smell that? She's like, "Someone's burning leaves," and she's like, "Yeah, well, it's fall." I'm like, yeah, but don't you just feel it? Uh-huh. It was a little chilly too. After we had a little bit of a hot streak, Gosh, it was a yeah. little bit cold, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you just, yep. You, you, how can you not be excited for football season?" I'm right there with you, man. So it's amazing. All right, you but uh, you have a good weekend, buddy, and hopefully we're talking about a win next All right, week. Okay. I hope so. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Bye. That's going to do it on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Again, thanks to Joe for for hopping on, and you're going to be able to catch Joe on more episodes of the Man Cave Podcast. And to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms or wherever you listen to your podcast. And while you are there, give it a five-star rating and a positive review so other people can find the podcast and share it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all right? I'm Dan Casper. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.